0: Oh, speaking of that, um, I I watched like two and a half hours of Nailed It the other night. You guys suck. I love it so much. But like, it's just such a time suck. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... uh...
1: It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined.
2: That
3: must be Jerry Ross with on. That train is <laughs> off
1: the
2: track. <laughs> Who doesn't love the bounce cast? <laughs> Hitler. Just compared to him.
1: Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash and undefeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans! You were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is March 1st, 2020. This is episode 435. This show, we're going to discuss a three-in-one week for the Pacers, including games against Toronto, Charlotte, Portland, and Cleveland. Joining me are our three analysts, coast-to-coast, like buttered toast. First, from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett.
3: What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout-out to uh, Mike and Chris, uh, who I took in the Xavier game with today. Got a thrilling uh, win against the Georgetown Hoyas. Hmm. Sweet. Good job, X.
1: From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson.
0: What is up, Pacer Nation? Uh, Crazy up and down week for the Pacers. Uh, Anxious to talk about it. Also, shout out to uh, uh, Tom Steyer and Pete Buttigieg, which will have uh, more time to watch the Pacers and listen to the pod, so... Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show. (laughs) And from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper.
1: What's
2: going on, fellas? Uh,
1: Before we get into the show, I just want to remind you, you can support us anytime you shop on Amazon. If you just click the link in the show notes or go to com and use the referral link uh, there. Um, uh, It just helps uh, support what we do. So we had four Pacer games this week. We are back in full swing after the uh, All Star break. Uh, the first game, Sunday, February 23rd, uh, at Toronto. They lose this one 127 to 81. Uh, this is the. That largest. had to be a typo, right? Uh, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Actually. Uh, uh, and then there's no, there's no top performers for the Pacers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this is the biggest win in uh, the franchise's history for, for Toronto. Uh, 46 points, so congratulations. Um, second game of the week, Pacers bounce back Tuesday, February 25th, versus Charlotte at home. And they win this one 119-80, to almost returning the favorite, but to somebody else. Sabonis, so great game for him. Twenty-one points, fifteen rebounds, nine assists. Turner, six points, ten rebounds, eight blocks. Solid win there. Uh, Thursday, February twenty-seventh versus Portland. This is a nice win. One hundred six, one ten. I'm sorry, one hundred six, one hundred. Uh, Sabonis so again uh, with a good game. Twenty points, eleven rebounds, four assists. Malcolm Brogdon, seventeen points, six rebounds, eight assists. Um, Pulled together right at the end and the final game for the week saturday february 29th at cleveland they win this one 113 to 104 tj warren phenomenal game from him 30 points six assists sabonis uh, 18 points 13 rebounds nine assists and victor Odipo, uh with the, a good offensive showing this game thinking about 19 points or so um a, so aside from the uh, historic blowout loss, uh, it was a good week of basketball. They've started. The Pacers have started their their road trip. Uh, five games on the road. It, it's a it's a weird road trip, but um, but they've started that. So so far, doing all right. Um, Harper, what, what was your what was your thing to, to look at this week that was what stood out for you besides the uh, embarrassment that was Toronto?
2: I mean, good against robots, bad against dinosaurs.
1: <laughs> Put that on my resume. <laughs> I
2: I mean, you you know, you'll take 3 and 1. Uh you just <laughs> there's nothing to say about that Toronto game. That was just that was uh, just a whole lot of brutal. Um the the Portland game um Portland's without Dame Lillard in that game, you'll take it, uh but a 6-point win at home without their best player. Uh likewise uh, Cleveland really hung around with us a lot of that game. It wasn't the most impressive victory in the world, but you know, you win in on the road in in uh, late February, so we'll, we'll, we'll take that as well. It wasn't our best week of basketball, but when you're not playing your best ball and you go three and one, uh, you got to be happy with it and just try and build on it going into the road trip.
0: That is that is an excellent point. Um, I I think that uh, the Cleveland uh, win is. A little bit um, skewed in the sense that, like we um, we think of them as one of the worst teams in the league because uh, that's their record. But um, since uh, changing their coach to uh, uh, Bickerstaff and um, bringing in uh, Andre Drummond, they've had some significant wins, including uh, over the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia Seven Sixers, which really helped us out. Um, this is this is a good win. I thought they. They looked pretty good. They played tough. They were um, hitting a lot of shots, and Drummond was ripping us up as as he always does. So um, you feel like you should win this one, just if you look at standings. But I feel like it was a better win than than it looked. I mean, the reason paper. that I
2: think they're bad for the records because all of the people on the team keep telling me how bad it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. how bad it is to play there. Yeah, and nobody that's likes why it. I think they're bad. I mean, they're four <laughs> okay. and two in their last six. Well, yeah, I guess four and three in their last seven now. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that's just a that's just a flash in the pan for these guys. They don't play defense. Um, you know, they hung around, and if they'd have hit a you know if Sexton had hit a couple threes, we would have been in some real danger in this game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, also, a rare Wait. wag of my finger at Victor Oladipo, <laughs> who Sabonis found underneath the rim on the, a sweet little give and go play, and he just bricks a wide open <laughs> layup. Mm-hmm. And Sabonis comes up one assist short of the triple double. <laughs> oh
0: damn! Oh yeah, that is a wag of a figure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I no, I thought we executed down the stretch in this one though. I thought our offense uh, really stepped up, and in general, our offense has sort of crumbled down the stretch of these games, even if our defense is keeping it uh, us uh, in it. And uh, you know, we continued to hit shots uh, in the final
3: couple minutes of that uh, Cleveland game to to pull away. I thought defensively too in both that game and the uh, Portland game. I mean, yeah, I guess the, the Toronto and Charlotte games were just blowouts either way, so it's hard to take anything away from that. Yeah. But I thought that the the defensive side, the, the boys are getting back to having that uh, look about them. Uh, they look spry. They're moving around. Uh, even guys like Oladipo is starting to look more and more comfortable every game. As you mentioned, he had, you know, 19 offensively, but I think... Uh, defensively, too. He's moving, he's ga- he's starting to get back to, like, gambling and making steals, and uh, T.J. Warren with the active hands, like, making things happen. Uh, and I think that sort of started in the Charlotte game. Obviously, um, you go through an effort against Toronto where everything goes wrong. You could sort of uh, approach the next game, you know, in one of two ways. You could say, alright, let's just throw that tape in the trash, and, you know, reboot but what McMillan and his staff decided to do was torture the guys, basically. Yeah, they made watch them it. watch the, the film and say, look, this is not how you play basketball. And, you know, he must have the pulse of this team because they responded amazingly well. I mean, they came out in that Charlotte game and looked like guys that had been embarrassed and were not going to be embarrassed again. And they played with energy and effort and for one another um, – And this we should mention in the wake of the news uh, that Jeremy Lamb in that Toronto game, adding injury to insult, uh, was injured um, on a clean play. I thought um, I forget who it was for Toronto, but went up to block him on a a block shot. Uh, Jeremy Jeremy Lamb lands awkwardly, um, tears his ACL, uh, lateral meniscus and fractures a bone. Uh, in his left knee and he is out for the year and yeah. potentially most or all of next year from what i'm hearing the, yeah i mean I he heard an, a lot of things an acl alone is about a year to come back i think the nba average is like 340 days or something like that um and that's just to get back on the court uh, and as we've seen from victor oladipa the past month like getting on the court and being yourself again are two different things uh, especially when you're coming back from leg and joint injuries or whatever so yeah just a, a horrible thing i mean lamb had been i guess we hadn't really talked about him a ton on this podcast um you know as being like a bright performer but he had been steady i thought for this team um you know made plays when needed played defense you know was was Adjusting to this role as a second unit leader and scorer. uh, It's just a shame. Same go down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's terrible. I mean, you you just don't want to see guys get injured. Um, But, you know, an injury like this, and I don't know um, anything about. Um, anything which you guys know, um, and that's why you come to me for my expert analysis. But I second that it, it, it seems to me that if you injure multiple parts of the knee, it's going to delay the rehab of other parts of the knee, right? And that's why maybe this this injury uh, could be extended beyond that year of an ACL. Um, you know, you, maybe you can't start rehabbing after the surgery because you've still got a fractured something or other. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. this just sounds awful. Um, you know, we wish him a quick, speedy recovery. We know it's going to be a long haul. Um, just rehab is the worst. It is just, it's lonely and terrible and painful. So, um, shout out.
2: Thanks for those kind of words.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I mean, you know, that's why you wish the best for him because it, uh, you know,
1: we're, we're here for you, rehab. Jeremy. No, it's bad. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's
0: right.
1: <clears throat> um,. Well, the the Portland game, also the win against Portland. uh, That brings me to my first stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week! And this is the the stat that I do every year, and I hope to continue doing for every year to come. Uh, But that win gives the Pacers a 500 or better uh, winning percentage at home for like the 30th year. Is that right? 31st. 31st year. Uh, So good job not losing it in front of your home fans. 31st consecutive year, right? Consecutive. Oh, yeah, Yeah, for sure. Consecutive year. It's the longest uh, running streak
3: uh, in the league. And the all-time record is like 33 or something like that, right? Yeah. 35? uh, We're getting close to that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, And actually, so also from that game, uh, Miles Turner, late hit, uh, three-pointer, mm-hmm. which which sealed the deal. That brings me into my second stat of the week.
0: Oh, Joey, stat of the week! Two stats already. Yeah. This, is, this is the first show, Joey.
1: No charge for this one. Uh, <laughs> this is from Pat Boylan. Uh, but he's now 9 of 13, so that's 69.2% in the final minutes of the game or in overtime when the game is within five uh, points this,
3: this season. Nice. And
0: was that before the Cleveland game, where he hit another huge three? That was uh, that was in
1: the that includes the Cavs game.
0: Okay. Very impressive.
1: But uh, super impressive. Give him the rock. Remember that we used to have a clutch player that we thought was clutch, not actually clutch.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Not clutch Mm -hmm. the bear. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: After the guy that was actually really clutch.
1: Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So give him the rock. Give him the rock when it's uh, um, uh, the final
3: minute or in overtime and the game is within five points. Yeah, wow. yeah. He's been his activity level uh, <laughs> since the All Star break has been through the roof. So, like seriously though, um, no, I know. And we were uh, joking on Slack uh, about what what uh, perhaps uh, illicit substances he might be uh, partaking in <laughs> that might be leading to this extra effort. And it turns out Colton. That uh you were right in a way. Yeah. Uh, no, so
0: I suggested he that has he was, adjusted was on cocaine. his stimulant <laughs> schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but instead he just started drinking coffee an hour before tip off.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Coffee's and, magic. And
0: within and, and I'm 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 I prefer that he drink coffee than do cocaine. Um just to put that out there. S um, PSA. <laughs> In the last three games, he's averaging ten rebounds and five blocks a game, and this is once he's, since he's since he started his coffee regiment. So, um, we've been looking for him to you know get ten rebounds a game and five blocks a game is insane. Now, granted, it's a small sample size, but it's also I agree with you, Jason. His level of activity—he's just—he's everywhere. He's just—he's huge dunks, uh, you know, just his feet his footwork uh, on the perimeter uh, defending guys he just looks really active and engaged and
3: if that's what a you know a cup of coffee will do for you shout yeah.
0: out to coffee
3: yeah i have a feeling that pacer nation has just continued to send him free samples of you know <laughs> Kono's best or whatever <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. This coming. is
0: great. I mean, th- this is what we've been looking for. And we've, we talked all, uh, all season about, you know, this is the guy that's, that's been asked the most of by the coaching staff to find his own role here. He's the fifth scorer in the starting lineup and, and, um, you know, moving from, uh, offensively a power forward to defensively a center on every, you know, time he's on the court. Um, and so, um, you know, to, to to finally find maybe uh, his role and then and then also a way for himself to be engaged um th- I know this isn't just coffee you know that's a nice story but mm-hmm. this is this guy has has put a lot of energy uh mental and physical emotional energy trying to find his space and it feels like he's starting to do
3: it so that's great yeah. I, he gets he gets pace for the week if we gave those <laughs> was it the uh i think it was the portland game was that the game he had eight blocks and was just a uh, that the, the the Charlotte game, game was, eight was a That was Charlotte game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it was in the Portland game. He was also doing a great job uh, defending the rim, and then at some point he had a he had a two handed block on uh, <laughs> some yep, dude coming into the lane, sort of stumbling, and <laughs> just comes and swats at it <laughs> like a volleyball or something. <laughs> it yeah, was pretty yeah. pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah, really good week. the The three that he hit against Portland looked like a set play. Got a perfectly wide open look from the top to to really put that game away the sh- the three that he hit against Cleveland however he shoots much better at home this is on the road he gives Andre Drummond like a step left
3: to, mm-hmm. ball like, fake and then step yeah step back leftward
2: yeah from the from the left wing and i was like ooh and uh boy a lot of soft touch at every part of the rim and got down that is just, that was just a huge shot. I think that's that's big for his confidence because he really does shoot the three really well at home, but has not quite as well on the road. Uh, but he's just he's in the zone right now, and that's really good to see.
0: Yeah, you know he he loves to uh, shoot it from the wing. There was that there's that shot in the the Portland game as well when he was uh, trapped on the s- sideline essentially, um, you know on the baseline and a guy in his face and the shot clock uh, expiring and he just shoots it up and it goes in it was cash money um so um yeah a good just a really good week for him um I like him active I like him confident I feel like uh, you know if he can keep this up uh Pacers are in a good space moving forward
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah very much so and as a result of some of that great play we out rebounded our opponents in the last three games which Right. turned out to be a very big deal down the stretch against the Cavaliers. Uh you know, without some clutch rebounding we're probably in trouble and shout out to Sabonis too for his defense on Drummond. Um that guy's a load and he did about as good a job as you can do on the guy. He he still shot a good percentage but he was just hitting tough stuff out there.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's you know, he's grabbing rebounds and then running the entire length of the court and getting layups. Like he He's seven feet tall. It's he's very impressive. I watching him. It's it's easy to remember that he used to be an all star and feel bad for him for being on such bad teams that he didn't get all star this last year because he looks well, great. Can anyone explain why he kept shooting threes?
2: No, because no. he's on the Cavs and you can.
1: <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, I guess it's fun. It's but unstoppable like, down low. Uh, he is. Quite stoppable from the three-point line, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to,
2: to the, to the uh, point where we were more than happy to give him a 10-foot cushion on those.
1: <laughs> he's oh three 3 for the day. Uh, he did hit all his free throws, though, 3-3 uh, three mm-hmm. three from the line. But, but uh, shout out
3: to you, Colton. I mean, you called it. If we hold him under uh, 18 rebounds, we're right. going to win. We held him to 13, which... That's the equivalent of, like, zero rebounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's, well. that's because how the I do Fazers. That sounds like Colson math right
0: there, but yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> 13 equals zero. <laughs> uh, quiet week from the bench, um, at least the last the last two games. Um, but we didn't need them that much because I thought uh, uh, Victor Oladipo is, is finally starting to figure out his role as well this week. Yeah. Um, he looked really good. His spots um, in that Portland game, um, he took over for about a five-minute stretch and scored. I think, I think he went on his own like ten to two uh, run, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know his shooting percentage is going up. He looks more comfortable. As you mentioned, his playing better defense. Uh, you know, he was really lost. I thought before the All Star break and a lot of these rotations. Um, but he looks more confident in that place. He looks more confident offensively. His little floater thing is working um, again now just to watch him in that Cleveland game, particularly just um, so much confidence um, with, with how he's playing right now offensively, but also doing it within the, um, you know, the offensive scheme. It's really exciting to see that work. He's kind of deciding, I feel like, hey, I don't have to be the leading scorer. I don't have to be the main guy. Um, but I can pick my spots and, and go through bursts and it's, you know, it's pretty
3: amazing to see him at least in bursts be the old Oladipo. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was one play in the Cleveland game. He got a breakaway ish, uh, and it was one-on-one with Drummond and he decided to try to dunk the ball over Drummond, um, didn't work necessarily (laughs) Uh, the ball went out of bounds but just the fact that he's at that confidence level that he's like willing to to go after that play i think is is huge and then um sort of that that play was weird and then i forget some guy on the calves ends up like falling basically right towards uh oladipo's recently injured leg i had a brief panic attack i'm sure he did too uh, but he responded fine. He was just like, okay, cool, you know. And so, like going through those things where you're you're able to uh, fall down and not it, it not be disastrous for you is huge psychologically. I think so. Yeah. All in all, a good week. And I'm sure we'll talk about this more on um, Thursday's show. But you mentioned the bench. Um, a silver lining, if we we can draw a silver lining out of the the Lamb injury, is that we've sort of solved our quandary of, of minutes uh, uh trouble uh, so we saw a lot more Aaron Holiday this week of course he he actually started the Charlotte game um because Oladipo was out with a back injury um he didn't necessarily I wouldn't say from a numbers-wise perspective have a great week but he did look uh confident and comfortable and um you know I'm sure that he's going to be a big contributor down the stretch so I'm looking forward to that
0: yeah, no, I mean, uh, you you start the week uh, with him. He also was in the starting lineup, um, in that uh, Toronto game, and you know, uh, you start the week with a, a negative thirty-five plus-minus. You know, <laughs> you go. Um, I was it was it was nice to see him bounce back for the rest of the week. You're right, his numbers weren't great this week, but I thought he's starting to um, f- you know figure out his role more. We've just asked so much of him um, as a team to like go in and out of the starting lineup to to. Uh, to DMPs um, and not seeing any minutes at all. Minutes at all. So um, overall, a good a good week for him for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: I'm looking at the the I'm looking at the plus
1: minuses that they got from that Toronto game. And <laughs> Don't do that, to yourself. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. the bottom, yeah. There's so many. There's so many negatives here. <laughs> That's what happens it's when all, you lose all by 46. Like,
2: yeah.
3: Are there any positives? No. Can't no. There's, be there's not. not. Okay. Right. There's not.
2: Jeremy Lamb won at negative four. Yes.
3: Cause yes. Mm. unfortunately because he Cause he didn't play game. that long. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Mm.
0: Mm. Okay. Um, what, yeah. So, am I scooping scooping a stat of the week, Joe? Uh, you already did two, but um, what was the the stat that it's the first time since 1966 that a team has lost by over 35, and then resp- uh, responded by a 35 point win? No, something uh, like that.
1: Yeah, that's, it's, is it, it been that long? Yeah, I
0: think it was something like that. Okay. So clearly, I, no. I'm just making up stats, but that's
3: that's what you get when I, it's my stat of the week. <laughs> I mean, 90% right. of right, right.
2: stats are false. So. <laughs> Thank
3: you. I, that may be true, but there was a team, I want to say in the 80s, what was the stat, where they um, won a game by forty? plus, and then lost the next game by 40 plus or something like Mm. that. Okay, so it would be the inverse of that. Right, exactly. Um, While you're looking that up, Joey, uh, you did mention that uh, the Pacers are in the midst of a a five-game road trip. Uh, So this week, four games, all of them on the road. Uh, Monday at the Spurs will be actually the first time that we see the Spurs this year, and that will be the now we will have played all of the teams in the NBA uh, after that game. Wednesday uh, at Milwaukee, and they will want to beat the crap out of us. So that should be easy. Uh, Friday at Chicago, and Sunday at Dallas. This is what we got coming up this week. Winnable games in there, for sure. And as you mentioned, for a road trip. It's weird. There's not a lot of travel. We don't leave the central time zone this entire trip. But it's but we do start in Texas, leave Texas, and then come back to Texas. So that is odd. Yeah,
1: it's not very efficient.
3: Mm -mm. Racking up those miles, though. That's true. Um. So yeah. Oh
1: yeah, Colson, Shout out. You were correct. Mm. Uh, Look at me. Um, even a broken clock, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So 1966, the Lakers, uh, did, had a 39 point loss and then they won by 56 points. <laughs> 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 nice. As you do. As you do. Uh, but shout out to the Pacers. They, they had it. They, uh, yeah, they had the, the, uh, they could have won by more, um, uh, but it was, uh, Good to sit, sit some of your top performers at that point of the game.
0: Oh yeah, no we Five, got four. we got Leaf minutes in that game. Uh yeah, oh yeah we there was a TJ Leaf sighting. Yep, some a yeah. uh, Brian Bowen sighting. Brian
1: Bowen yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, Leaf is is uh, at the end of the at the bench.
3: Somehow Goga pulled a uh, minus four plus minus in that game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's hard
3: to do. Yeah. Just go back and look at those minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think,
1: uh, you think Coach like, pulled him aside? It's like for one, one like one on one film session. It was like, look, we won by thirty nine points,
0: <laughs>
1: and in your eleven minutes we lost by four. Could have been forty
2: three. Right. <laughs>
0: Oh, I bet see, there, you know that. There's one of the assistant coaches had to pull those minutes together and okay. have that film session. All right.
1: Well, it's a good week of basketball, gentlemen. It's fun. We're uh, doing some more. Yeah, like you mentioned, we've got the road trip still going on. Uh, all the games on the road. We get to watch them slightly later than we normally do. Um, but until Thursday, we'll be back. We'll, we'll be back with you then. Thursday. Um, uh, you can hit us up on social media we're on twitter at undebeatables we're on facebook.com slash the undebeatables a website the com. there's a contact form there you can send us uh, a message uh, you can send us an email shout out at the com and wherever you're listening um, whatever app and whatnot. Uh, you, there's usually a like or a share you can do that uh, helps
0: spread the word uh, just a, a quick reminder, after all the uh, hand-wringing we did last week about being out of the uh, fourth spot um, and probably not able to catch it after this nice 3-1 week, um, we're only two games out of the fourth spot um, and only a half game out of the fifth spot after uh, the Heat and uh, the Sixers continue to lose. So um, I know all the numbers said there was uh, pretty much statistically we were going to be in six, but keep your fingers crossed, uh, Pacer Nation. And let's just keep winning. So, for our once and always coach, Bobby Sloan Leonard, now in the Hall of Fame, turn out the lights, the party's over. Coffee,
3: not cocaine. <laughs> yeah.
2: That seemed mono genre.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. what was up with that? You're like super mellow. You have been spending a lot of time in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So is you are you saying coffee first? Is that like your preference over <laughs> no, no, coffee not cocaine. Or Are you saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I want you to yeah, I want you to be clear on that cuz I think during during the show you were like
0: eh, you coffee's better. I mean, sure. I mean, you know what? I mean, good coffee is as good as shitty cocaine, really. I mean, that's <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Please edit that out I don't know. <laughs> You know there
1: was a there was a Dunkin' Donuts in the building uh, up until like a year or two ago. In 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 so what now. building? In the in the field house. Okay, but there was like a walk up on the on the street, like. Mm-hmm. Oh you, yeah, sure on the outside, in, sure. inside, yeah, and you could order inside too, like during the games. But now they've they ex- expanded the the uh, uh,
3: gift shop. Gift shop, yeah. Thank you. More merch. Um, more merch, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, we got a Duncan in the uh, the Wizards arena. Yeah, there's yeah, something strange about uh,
2: hot beverages at an indoor sporting event to me. For some reason,
3: I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And donuts, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, the donuts are fine.
0: Are, are we gonna expand the uh, gift shop uh, even more for uh, the All Star Game? Like, how do how do we make Probably. that bigger? We yeah. just it may
2: impede part of the court. <laughs> exactly. we just got to mm-hmm. sell mm-hmm. merch.
0: Because I mean, when you when you go in there after the game, it's crowded. Like imagine trying to sell all this All Star gear with, um, you know. Well, they've got little satellite stores throughout the
1: building too. Uh, it, and listen, listen. If there's a way for the NBA to make a buck, I I think they're gonna find a way.
0: We just sell mm-hmm. stuff on the street mm-hmm. outside. Like yeah. Sidewalk sale. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. That usually works well in mid-February in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They got all these useless, you know, stairwells and whatnot. They could, like, oh yeah, you know, put some things in there. Mm-hmm. That's always good Running for machines. traffic, for who, crowd control. Fight? Who needs a fire egress? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs>